Hello and welcome to Extra Ginger. I'm your host, Annie. We have a guest on the podcast, my good friend Drew. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if I'm actually the he first sounds, He sounds a little nervous. <laughs> I, I am, I'm not gonna lie. I feel so special. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to mess this up, you know? No, 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 no. It's going to be fine. That's good. That's good. Fine. Um, I wanted us to talk about loving too hard. And mm-hmm. so I have a couple of like preliminary questions for you. How do you wish you were when you end relationships? I think it's obviously, it's, I mean, you can say it's with a lot of things, but it's different for like people on the case by case thing. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. for me, when I end a relationship or if it ever ends with anyone, to be honest, it's like, I usually like try to think of like how I could have done better or like how like kind of like more of like sometimes I'm like too hard on myself, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, like, oh, what could I have done better? Because like at the end of the day, like whatever happened, like, you know, no matter who you're with, like you're going to be with you for, you know, forever till you die or whatever. Yeah, I think it, I agree. Yeah. So you just got to like at the end Self-reflect. of it, yeah, you got to like, OK, what did I do wrong? Like, because obviously you didn't do everything wrong, but you did do things right. And you got to like creds to that. Like I look back for the start to beginning and I'm like, you know, like, yeah, it might have not ended the way like we both wanted it to be. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, I guess I grew so much more as a person and like, mm-hmm. I really like growing up and like, yeah, sometimes some bad things happen. But like, I guess like I wouldn't wish those things to not go away because I like the person that I'm like becoming and like growing to be. Yeah, you know what I mean, definitely. I always think about that. I always, yeah. always think about that. It's like the worst moments in my life, which, which haven't even been that bad. Like I'm very privileged, but even the worst moments in my life, I'm like, I'm so glad that happened to me because one, it's not going to happen again. Like I hope it's not, of course I don't know, but like I know to look out for situations like that again. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm not going to feel that way again. I won't allow it. Right. Yeah. Or if you can do something about it, then like you have to try and like fix it. Like you can't just, take it all on because I feel like no matter what, no matter how much you think you can deal with something, I always think that even though you could theoretically, I don't think you have to. Yeah. I feel that. Like, I feel like there's such a big difference between putting up with something because you have to get through it and maybe it's temporary or maybe it's not or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. of course there's every day, like little things that we have to put up with, but if it keeps on affecting you and you might have the ability to change it i think it's worth a try right yeah i i feel that this is this i guess this is gonna be a mental health plug but um yeah but like i think for anyone if you're like dealing with anything like this is the biggest thing i learned just like imagine yourself like right now and like imagine like the stuff you dealt with and like those mountains like you have to overcome you kind of grow as a person, but like for me, like I think about like certain instances in my life where it was like really hard and and, like I struggled really hard, but like I was, I think about now, like if like me today was in those situations, I was like a couple years ago, I probably would deal with them better. And I think that's like a good way to like kind of benchmark and evaluate yourself. So like, definitely, I think it's just like a reminder of like, you know, whoever is listening to this, I don't know that like came far and like you've grown and you got this, you know, you can get this bread. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely think that's a good message, especially to, um, so part of the, part of the reason I started this is because I was thinking that 
it's already hard enough to be a teenager. Like I know people have had good teenager years, but like I just really didn't. So yeah, no, same. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> yeah. So Gosh. I know how hard it is to be a teenager and I genuinely cannot imagine how hard it is to be a teenager now, Yeah, you know, like in this time. And like for people that have a lot of friends, it's nice because you can just hit up any of your friends and be like, I'm feeling bad or like, this is awful. I don't feel like anything is going well. Like, what do you feel? And then you, you know, both feel the same way and it kind of makes you feel less alone. Mm -hmm. But to be a teenager that like doesn't have a lot of friends or maybe no friends, like I... I I can't like I literally have no words. You know what I mean? Like that must be awful. Yeah. So, um, if you're a teenager right now, I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast, and I hope that you can think of me and your friends as your older siblings, or mm-hmm. maybe yeah. if we're the same age, your siblings, or your younger siblings, or whatever. And I hope that it can give like someone comfort. You know. So I think that's a good thing to talk about. Is that like you can get through anything. Period. Yeah. And for that's sure. on period. You know, like end of story, case closed, you can get yeah. through it. Um, and it's not bad to ask for help. Like if you need that, like it doesn't even have to be going to therapy. You know what I mean? Like there's books about yeah. it, there's articles, there's like all sorts of things that you can do um, to help. But Yeah. It, you'd be surprised like how many people like are actually there. Like sometimes like for me, mm-hmm. I'm pretty introverted and I went through mm-hmm. stuff and I was like kind of awkward to be like, yo i'm not doing so well and like I, <laughs> yeah. like in my mind i was like yo they're just living life and i'm gonna about to like yeah. be like yo i ain't doing so hot and like you don't want to feel that like guilt but like you know they're your friends for a reason right. and especially with like i know some friends like you're just you know sometimes it might be too awkward it might maybe not close enough but the ones that are closer even like you know family and stuff like you'd be surprised because right. i've definitely like reached out to people when stuff was like rough and like I was surprised by like how many people were actually like oh you got this and like oh it's okay and I get you and like kind of connect through that so definitely make sure you I read this um yeah make sure you do that good words um I I read this thing and it was I don't remember if it was a study or if it was just like an op-ed or something but Uh um someone was like you might feel like a burden when you lean on someone, but mm. if you don't lean on anyone and you, you know, bottle all those feelings up and you suddenly collapse, like emotionally, of course, yeah. maybe physically, but like definitely emotionally, then that's a much, much heavier burden yeah. than leaning a little bit on someone every day. And Dang. it doesn't even have to be every day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every week, like a little bit of pressure is better than like a giant two-ton dump truck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Dang, I relate to that. Truth, right? <laughs> Ooh, goosebumps. Holy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spicy thought. Red alarm. It's, wow. it's you... definitely, it was life-changing to hear that because like, yeah. I also feel the same way as you, Drew. But I read, after I read that line, I was like, Wow it's interesting to think about it from like the other perspective too. Like if my friend every week texted me like, Hey, I'm sad. I wouldn't think it was that bad as much as like texting me like once every four years being like, everything is going badly. Yeah. And they're like, like, they say like this apart. block of texts and you're like, Oh yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like overwhelming a little bit, right? Because it's like, whoa, like what, what is going on? Or like, even if it's a friend that you talk to often and yeah. then they suddenly have like this big thing, it's like, whoa, I thought everything was okay. What's going on? You know? So. Yeah. Cause you, you don't want to like, even like the most supportive people will probably be shocked if that happened, but like, right. They're they still support you. They're not like, gonna, they're not like shocked. Cause they're like, oh my gosh, like why are you sad about this? They're just shocked that like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I didn't know you were feeling like this. Like, so I feel like, like one of my friends like was like, Hey, you know, I hope everything's good. If you ever need anything, like I'm there for you. Like that goes a long way to me. Maybe that's just a me thing, but yeah, I like that. I like knowing that like, oh, so you are like there for me. And then when the time comes, I think that's like, (laughs) oh, so we actually are friends and you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 On the giving end of that spectrum, I encourage anyone who is that way. If you are, if you have the emotional headspace and you have like the energy to do that for your friend, mm-hmm. um, I think you should always tell them. Yeah. Because just like you said, like you never know when someone could be doubting or second guessing yeah. how much you actually care. Even if you're just like, oh, hope, hope everything's good, you know? You know, yeah, I, yeah, like, exactly. Just ease it in, you know. But um, right, I yeah. Gotta, I gotta plug this. This is about toxic masculinity. I know for me, when I was going down, sometimes it's awkward just to be like, "Hey, bro, I hope you're doing I'm well." Sad. I'm sad, oh, okay. or like even like that, I'm sad, or like I, you know, if you know they're going through something, you'd be like, "Yo, I just want to know that I know you're there for me," or like I'm there for you and stuff like that. When if they're right. like, going, yeah, oh. I feel like especially the first time you reach out, it can be you know, scary or nerve wracking or whatever. Yeah. like you don't know how they're going to respond. You don't know if you're going to get a response. Like it just feels really unpredictable, Yeah. but I think it's important to always, always, always take that chance of just, I'm just going to send the text. I'm sad. And that's okay. It's okay to be sad. Everyone gets sad. Watch. What is that movie with the, with the emotions? Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like no, I know, I know. And, like, the, the like, little girl. The, the personalities and like. It yeah. was famous. It was literally like a famous movie. Like Mindy Kaling, my my role model, was part of that. The Lion King. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> cats. Yeah, cats. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it was something like little little out or something. Inside out. Inside out. It was called Inside Out. Uh, um, you haven't seen it. I can hear from your voice that you haven't seen. I it. I felt like I might have watched it because I was on like a long plane ride and i just watched like a bunch of disney movies but i don't oh, really remember what like happened yeah. inside out if you haven't already it's a great pixar movie about emotions especially for young kids but like literally it's okay to be sad you can be sad and that's fine and you can also talk about it and that's also fine because everyone gets sad yeah yeah practice i don't know being more empathetic and having nice deep cry you know discussions with your friends I know. Yeah. Normalize talking about your feelings. feelings. Yeah. Like you need to do something to process those emotions because you can't just keep them and then expect them to like untangle themselves. Apparently like therapists and stuff, they say this, writing down your feelings actually like helps you process them better. Even like, you know, sometimes you get in the heat of the moment, but if you take a second and write it down, basically kind of like get it all out without like unhealthily like release it, I guess. No, definitely agree. I definitely, definitely agree. This, this podcast is really a quarantine survival guide. Yeah, exactly. It's a quarantine survival guide. Um, yeah. Do you have any other advice for um, getting your feelings out or processing your emotions? Usually I write things down. I heard like one of my friends, like 
because they, I don't know, I guess they're too lazy to write or type it. So they just like pull up like the voice memo thing on their phone and just like oh, rant. They do voice memo. They like rant about it. And I'm like, I mean, like teach his own. Like I like typing because I don't know, I guess I don't want to hear myself talk or something, but like. Right. I was just going to say that. I was like, I would hate to listen to yeah. this back. Like I would just cringe so I'm, hard. I'm pretty sure um, she doesn't like do it. Like she doesn't listen to them back. She doesn't have like a whole collection. She's like, does it? And then, like, after you're like, oh, wow, I, I got that out of my system. Okay, you know so what I mean? It's not like a record keeper. Nah. It's, just, it's just a medium. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it, got it, got it. But other things I do, I guess the other thing I do, because I deal with, like, you know, making sure, like, self-worth and everything's all in check is, like, just try to write down, like, every day, kind of like a highlights, low light thing, but more of the highlights. Yeah, and, like, yes. You can look back on it and you're like, wow, I actually did a lot. And some days you might not have a lot to write, but... That's not necessarily because like, oh, you're not, you know, as good that day. It's just like maybe it wasn't as eventful or something. But like, I don't know, even like a month's work of like stuff, you'll be like, wow. Even though like I could work like all day and I'll be like, oh, man, it's like not enough still. But then like. Yeah, you're a really hard worker. You uh, have like thanks. really good work ethic. Yeah, but yeah. then like my advisor be like, dude, you're like going crazy. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> maybe I should chill. And then like, you know, if you're if you're well experienced, renowned professor advisor tells you you're going crazy your first yeah. year, get wrecked, get yeah. wrecked. Because I guess like I don't have anything to benchmark like how much I'm doing. I'm just like I just go forward. You know, like it's like that thought like, oh, but I could have done more. But then you have to be like, no, you did a lot. Just chill. Go like go play right, games. Go right, like right. go watch a show or something. Go on YouTube. Like, go. oh, like you have to make sure that you're like not doing too much. Like, you're not yeah. And like, right. You're satisfied right. with the work you did, you know. Right. Right. On the topic of loving too hard. This is something you do. I just want to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I try. I try. Yeah. I try not to, but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's talk about this is, um, you try not to, why, why do we do that? At least for me, I have sometimes, I feel like I'm not like doing justice when I express like how much I do love them. So sometimes you like try, you can't, like you can't, like, even if like you say match like, up with the magnitude, yeah, try so much, it overwhelms the other person. Do you think they're is any con with loving too hard i mean other than like the part overwhelming i mean you could take loving too hard not even in a relationship standpoint but like i was thinking about this earlier like in a family standpoint like why some yes, parents are like more facts. strict than others is because they facts. they love you so much that they don't want you to hurt you you know get hurt or something but it actually ends right, up like, like the protective yeah but it ends up like constraining you know so like it's suffocating yeah exactly so I guess sometimes for people in that situation, it's hard to see that, you know, yeah, like my parents are like super strict on me or whatever, but they just love me like a lot. And it's like, sometimes right, you have to see yeah. that. Especially with parents. I think that's like a difficult thing mm-hmm. to um, balance kind of. Yeah. yeah. Balance and also recognize like from the inside, you know, cause like on the inside, it's so different than on the outside. Like if someone was yeah. telling me like, oh, my, my parents do this and like do this and they're so annoying. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because they care. You know, uh-huh. but like being on the inside, it's be like, oh, like, why is this happening? But if you have good friends, they'll tell you it's mm-hmm. just because yeah. your parents care. Have you been the suffocator? I guess <laughs> such an yeah. Term. I mean, but I think so. Like your partner, or whatever. Well, at least for me, like has told me like you're kind of being like too clingy or like just too annoying. I think this is an issue for some relationships, but they throw around like the 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 L word, you know, love. Um, uh-huh. and like, it doesn't feel as genuine. They but, use it too much. Yeah, yeah. 
So okay, that see. they love to art. And then the other person feels like, oh, like, I don't feel that like it's as meaningful anymore. Do you find yourself just like giving your all? I guess like I find myself giving my all a lot, but um, I think it sucks about loving too hard. So I guess sometimes it can be exhausting, mm-hmm. like just to yourself. Because like for me, it's con- it's just a constant like battle in your head of like mm-hmm. doing too much. Like you're kind of like always like on the fence. You're about always that. like assessing where you yeah. are. Yeah, and like I guess sometimes mm-hmm. mentally that can be exhausting. I think it also helps if your partner also loves too hard because you yeah. then feel like you're in a secure place where like they deserve the things that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. That I guess we're I guess we're talking about two different things. You don't know if the person like wants to receive all this love. Yeah. Or whether like it's annoying them. Right. Right. You're like unsure about like the response or like exactly, how you feel yeah. about it. I guess what I'm talking about is more of like, I don't know if they deserve it. <laughs> ah. So do you see the difference? Yeah. For me, it's more of like, as soon as I start liking one thing about someone, it's like all I can see are the things that I like. It's like harder for me to not roll down that hill really quickly i guess mm-hmm. yeah sense. so that's why that's why i need to like not get too excited yeah. <laughs> not feel i see yeah so that's I, interesting though that's think, interesting that we have two different perspectives on that i understand it now but like why i didn't think of that first is because like the only people i love too hard are people that i think that actually deserve it right okay yeah um, yeah but i mean i guess recently like there was a point where like it was hard for me to open up or try to love I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, cause like when I first met, you know, my, my current partner, like I wasn't like super, like, you know, lovey dovey all of a sudden, like out of the gate, it was something I had to ease in. And, and then eventually we realized that um, I guess we were like pretty similar. And like, this is actually someone like I could see myself being with for like a really, really long time. Then like the loving too hard switch turns on. Ah, yeah. And okay. then where I'm talking about now, we're like, is being, this okay for Yeah. Them? Like, am I being yeah. annoying with it or like, right. Am right. I not being as expressive? But then she ah, also deals with like okay. the same thing as well. So, cause they're like, yeah. we both deal with the same thing. So we kind of know like what goes on in each other's minds. Oh, per that's se. so nice. That's yeah. Really so- it's really great. Yeah. That's really, really nice. ceremonies is two parts phase one is final thoughts which delivers all of the takeaways from this episode in precise juicy one-liners so i have normalized talking and writing about your feelings reach out and be there it's okay to lean a little it's okay to be sad you can get through anything self-reflect and grow especially from your low points Don't suffer pointlessly. Try and fix it. Celebrate your accomplishments. Family love can be a lot, but they just care a lot. And be with someone who understands you. And then (laughs) I I got so focused in our discussion that I didn't write anything else down. But if you have any one-liners, you can just, you know, pop up. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just like, just be an attentive listener. Um, Try to be as understanding as possible. 
don't I honestly just don't fake being genuine to someone like try to be as genuine as you can when you are listening to them I think that's important as well yeah like yeah. if you if you don't have the emotional space yeah. or the I don't know if you just if you aren't available just say like can we talk about this later or like yeah. I'm not feeling good to talk about this now you know what I mean like don't yeah. try and pretend to and care and then right and then fake it because like it does I think it does more harm yeah in the long run I think like so much about the episode or whatever um like I felt like it was a lot about like I guess just listening being empathetic trying to be like super understanding um mm-hmm. when you can just 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 be a good person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just be a good yeah. person, basically. And phase two is Q and saute, like Q and A. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and Q and saute is a guest gift. So, as a gift for being a guest on my podcast and having such an insightful and wonderful conversation, you can ask me any two questions no boundaries and i'll answer i have two um questions i just don't know which one i'm going to ask in order i guess we'll just no, you start... don't have to think about that you don't have to think about that I'll, yeah I'll okay i'll just i'll just go with it okay the first one is because i know you said like you've been in a relationship and stuff and like uh-huh. you've not been in one for a while so like in terms of like i guess you now what makes you think you'll be ready oh that i'll be ready to be in one yeah because like for me, after my relationship, when I got out of it, I kind of was like, yo, love sucks. Just like you personally, like, when do you think you'll know you're you're ready to try again or stuff? Or have you been trying? Like, I don't know. That's like okay, my question. So, yeah. Okay, good question. That's a very good question. So since it's it's been a little more than a year, but it was good after like two weeks, I would just like wasn't sad about it anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess to answer the second part of your question, I was ready like a year ago, I guess, a little over mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, I see. But I don't see, I just don't think I'm like dateable anymore. I guess my tolerance is really low, I guess. No, it makes like, sense. Like you're not here to play games. Like, come on. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. Are you so, in it or not? Like, like Right. Yeah. Like, are you about it? Or are you not about it? Was that both questions? Oh, no. I have my second one. This one is, I guess, different. But within, like, I know Corona and, you know, stuff is going on. Uh, this number is not, like, finite. So it could be, like, you can go around it. Within the next five years, what are, like, three of your, like, biggest, like, goals you want to, like, accomplish? Within the next five years? Yeah. Or it could be six, you know, just around that age, you know, around that time, you know? Um... What I want to accomplish. I guess the first is to graduate, of course, right? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something I want to accomplish for sure. No, nah, I'm in grad school for the money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is kind of depressing, but like with everything that's been going on, I just feel like long-term plans mean nothing to me anymore because uh. like... Like, literally in March, like, I would have never guessed that this is where I would be in July. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I why know, like, That's why the five-year, I wasn't, like, limit, you know? Well, do you plan out, like, your, do you have, like, a five-year, like, 15-year plan? Not, maybe five, my, in, in five? I guess in 15 years, like, I see myself doing, like, some things. Like, like I guess for me, I see myself, like, graduating with a job, hopefully. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. probably getting married. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, I want to like while in grad school, like meet um, 
people that I can like share my music with and like my talents with and like produce my mm. own stuff and like release my own stuff and like kind of like advance that section yeah. of your career. I mean, it's not that I don't think about it. It's just that like I think about it and it bums me out like mm. that everything changed so quickly and like, yeah, I, I want to buy my mom a house. Yeah, that's that's a good. Oh, yeah. You already told me that. I forgot. Yeah, I definitely want to buy her a house. But I mean, I hope I can do that in five years. Yeah, that'd be so really... I guess that's two. Graduate, buy my mom a house. And then I guess build this podcast. I think that's something that I want to do. Good. Yeah, I want to. Be number one. Just, yeah. Be number one. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess those are, those are three goals. Buy my mom a house, build this podcast, and graduate at the very least. Yeah. That, that's some good stuff respectable get wrecked okay well thank you drew for being on this podcast i really appreciate Thanks. you here um you know how much to venmo me for this I yeah because so yeah he only comes when i pay him so. yeah exactly i would also like to mention that drew is the one that made my intro and outro song and probably all the music that will ever be featured on this podcast is drew's so shout out to you for you. being such a talented superstar thank you for pitting my music and being like i guess i should put this music on here he bothers me i <laughs> yeah, guess it was just something it's just something that i kind of you know stumbled upon it's okay little guy i'll put you on the podcast i'll put your music <laughs> on the podcast good I, I really appreciate that you like wow you actually care about extra ginger like you actually did prep work because i <laughs> FYI, all annie did was just send me a link and i just joined like i didn't do anything like i'm just here just letting the talk so but thank you for your appreciation i really appreciate you acknowledging how much work i put into this yeah hit the like button subscribe and drop a comment oh, wait, no. yeah hit the like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>